especially in a culture that that has now redefined what sin is. Yeah. You know, prior to our generation in America, by and large, the Ten Commandments were fashioning morality. Right. Now people actually think that what we're saying is evil. Yep. Like you're you're being really bad, morally wrong, and they don't realize they're sitting in a, a place of judgment oh, yeah. with no standard, right, yeah. to judge that by, except yeah. their own cultural milieu. an outtake yeah. okay so uh welcome to off the cuff today's topics egalitarianism let's go let's do it <laughs> what do we yeah. want to talk about with egal what is we got to define our terms right yes can't be, can't you can't have a podcast without defining terms yeah what a problem defining terms is in the culture mm-hmm. and with egalitarianism we're talking especially between men and women mm-hmm. women in the church and egalitarian meaning equal right that there's not distinction that they're the same sameness um and practically that means female pastors um or maybe even female elders or deacons right um things of those nature right right now how does that compare with feminism egalitarianism feminism well egalitarianism would be kind of an iteration of that so um prior to the 1960s feminist movement well that goes back even earlier but prior to that movement Churches were pretty well uniformly understanding patriarchy. Patriarchy. The word. Did you just curse? I think that's a pejorative for sure. Well, the word the word patriarchy yeah. means father rule. Okay. Father rule. That's the rule of the father in, yeah. in the home, right. in the church, but even in, in a sense in the way God designed the world to be. Right. That it's kind of a patriarchal world. We, we don't worship Mother Earth. Mm. We worship Father God. Right. And there is a, a, a designed order in the reflection of God in how the world runs well. Okay. A couple yeah. more terms we're going to pull yeah. out. So you did egalitarian. Mm-hmm. You did uh, patriarchy. Yeah. You did patriarchy. And then there's complementarianism. Mm. So complementarian is kind of a newer word invented, invented maybe the 90s with okay. um, the Council of Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, oh. which which is Wayne Grudem. Okay. I don't know that they made up the term, but they popularized it. John Piper okay. in this council, which really spelled out, and it was a very conservative movement mm-hmm. in opposition to egalitarianism. Oh. Okay, so complementarian stresses the complementarity, right. so the two going together, man and woman, in different roles that complement one another. Right. So um, John Piper would give you a definition of manhood. Okay. And of womanhood, okay. and those two are are complementary okay. in the roles that God. But see, here's the the thing to emphasize with complementarianism: stressing men and women are equal. Yes. In value, in the imago dei, in the image of God, in Amen. man and woman. Yeah. Yes. But there is a complementarity of roles. So there's different roles, but equal value. Right. That's complementarianism. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. One more term. One more term. Male headship. Hmm. What's yes. That? So the analogy there is to the body. Okay. The head is the the leader of the body, has the eye gate to see, and okay. has the 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 brain okay. in a sense okay. of decision making. Yep, yep. And the body in that metaphor is following the lead okay. of headship. So male headship in the home in the church. Right. What we're saying is that 
the headship, when this is a biblical analogy, of yeah. course, you know, yeah, 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 this yeah. is not just made up. It's right. uh, 1 Corinthians so 11. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's sort of like what Paul taught us. It's yeah. important. Okay. Yeah, the headship of, of the man in the home, in the church. And there's also a certain headship in society we could talk about. But here in the church, right? Right. It's not according to God's design for a woman mm. to teach or exercise authority over a man because she is subverting right. the headship. Right. You know, and that's that's not according to God's word. But why not? What's the problem? Because God did make men and women different. Mm. There are real differences between men and women. Surprise, okay. surprise. Everybody knows this, but <laughs> the world has to pretend that it's not true. Right. You know, that right. they're interchangeable and you can even change, literally interchange right. your right. your sex. Yeah. Um, not the case, but God has created these differences and his design is best. Mm-hmm. And the word actually is the final and only authority as to how these things operate. Okay. Is, is, is the confusion in the culture because of anything scriptural? Does it go all the way back to Genesis 3 where you're, you know? Well, so I think what you're hitting at is the fall of man. Mm-hmm. Adam does not fall by his own um, initiative. Mm-hmm. It's Eve who was deceived right. in the garden. Right. And she exerts, so picture the, uh, the hierarchical kind of structure where you have God mm-hmm. over humanity, right. male and female, there's that complementarity, and the beasts. Okay. So what does Satan do? Here's, here's the serpent who's under the dominion of humanity. Right. He exerts himself up over Adam and Eve and commands different than God. So this competing kingship. Okay. He commands them differently and leads them differently. Well, it's Eve then, now watch this, who exerts herself over Adam. Right. In being, taking the lead. Yes. In exerting that headship and leads him into the very sin that she was deceived by. Right. So even in that, the, the fall of man, you see that twisting of the created order. Right. And then in the curses that follow, and he, sinned by he will not rule over you. Yeah. And he sinned by not engaging. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, so what should he have done? <laughs> he should have said stop. Right. He and when, swapped, whacked her hand or something. Well, the <laughs> serpent, he should have seen the serpent, right? Right. And assertively, as the head sh- in the headship of, of his manhood, mm-hmm. crush the head of the serpent right. with his heel. Right. And then you have that head-heel strike image of Christ who will do that, Genesis yeah. 3.15. Right, right. So he, he was uh, passive. Mm-hmm. And, and that's often the case in homes today. You have a passive man and a woman who will... Take, put on the pants, so to speak. Yeah. She wears the pants in that relationship. Right. She's taking headship over him, right. and that's part of that curse, you know. And it's your desire will be for your to. husband, and yeah. he shall rule over you. Right. So this is part of the curse in, in the fall. Like Just like our parents, yeah. you have that, that upside-down um, leadership. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So what if, uh, what if a woman likes wearing the pants? I mean, you know, what's, what's the benefit for her to submit to her husband. Well, the culture is shouting this message of egalitarianism, mm-hmm. that it's everything is equal and there is no patriarchy. Mm. You know, destroy the patriarchy. Yeah. Father rule is the problem in society, right? right? Dads are bad, men okay. are bad. How's that going for you? How's that going, <laughs> world, where, where the woman says, oh yes, we're equal, and yeah. matter of fact, I'm gonna be the leader in this relationship. Yeah. Yeah, how, how is the home? As ordered that way. 
Well, how I've, are the children? How how does that work for you? I've noticed Just not the, a lot of not, I noticed yeah. that not a lot of guys want to get married anymore. Right. Right. That's I a mean, great. Oh, neither, such a problem. But neither do a lot of ladies. Right. Right. Yep. Because they don't want to make babies, I guess. Yeah. Boy, we could go down a whole <laughs> road there. They would. Many of them would even sooner kill their baby right. than to be forced to become a mother. The very thing yeah. that God blesses a woman with. Paul will say that she will be saved through childbearing. Mm -hmm. That word sozo is not here referring to the salvation of the soul. Right. It's uh, preserved okay. or saved back to that original created order. Wow. Where she is made in the image of God as she carries the image of God just as much as Adam does. Right. She has a role that in childbearing she is being reconformed back to that original design where yeah. her womanhood flowers. Wow. Where her... her Submission mm -hmm. to her husband, first of all, sexually, mm -hmm. so that the child would be conceived, mm -hmm. but then in her role inward to the raising of these children mm. is to her womanhood. It's it's to her, according to Paul, yeah. sozo, her being saved or preserved unto that role. How many times do you run into women who have suppressed their nature, their design by God, um, put off children to later mm. in life? and regretted it. I would say, you know, if you go to a college campus, which we're blessed to be able to do, mm -hmm. you can see the extreme examples of that kind of feminism mm -hmm. in gender transitioning and people wearing pins with pronouns, you know, mm -hmm. illustrating that. And you just, your heart breaks because you know this is indoctrinated yeah. from a broken home, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But what I think people don't realize is the extent to which culture seeps into many people like mm. the average Joe or yeah. Jane yeah you know that influence so do not be conformed to the world right Romans 12 1 and 2 yep you don't know when you're being pressed into the mold <sighs> because it's just the water that you swim in yeah. how much feminism yeah is in the culture and in churches evangelical churches yeah. even the feminizing of of worship music yeah Versus how Luther used to lead yeah. and the kind of hymns that were written. Mm -hmm. There are people that are trying to reverse that now. Like uh, Brian's, I don't know how to say his last name, Suave, Slave, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got a, like a number one on the charts in Christian music. Oh, okay. um, is a project toward that end. Mm. You know, restoring masculinity to Christian music. Oh. That's great. Good. But um, that's an example where we don't necessarily always recognize the extent that feminism is there. How much is it in um, any given woman or how... Passive and non-masculine is the average man. Yeah. In both cases, I think it's probably a lot more than what we realize. How do we push back against the culture that's teaching this, um, this, these ideas uh, mm -hmm. to all of our kids, all, all, you know, in every public school, and we're paying for it. It's mm -hmm. almost it, even if you're homeschooling your kids, you're still yeah. paying for other kids in the neighborhood to learn these crazy ideas, and they bring it home with them. And, it's funny because like our property taxes are like. Thousands and thousands go to the public schools. Yeah. And then because our particular situation, we can't offer the PSAT. So we said, can we just only take the PSAT through the public school system? Okay. Oh, no, you can't do that. And just angrily, no. So we pay all this taxes. We don't use the public system, yeah. but you cannot, you know, can't take the PSAT. The sports not even for that. Because you don't, you don't yeah. have insurance. So not that I'm bitter about that. No, <laughs> just a little bit. I just find it ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But so it's come. It's so much of our property taxes. Yeah. Probably sometimes two thirds of it. Sure. Um, but what was your question? So I mean, how do we like? 
So I was thinking about this stuff invades us. Yeah. You, you mentioned. So they've got the, the public schools, read. yeah, that are just indoctrination into feminism yeah. and egalitarian kind of thinking. It's the air we breathe. It's the air we breathe. And I'm, yeah. and I'm just thinking, like, you know, we started this conversation, or, or the last conversation, actually, we yeah. were talking about exegeting the culture, and we're talking about how, how, how I, would you agree most pastors just don't even touch with these subjects? Don't. Yeah, I would say, sadly, politics, yeah. and then yeah. they don't want to preach. I've seen pastors wince when they had to preach about Yeah. The things we're talking about like oh i got stuck with this sermon on the team yeah you know that's not that's <laughs> not the right attitude i mean i think we should delight in the fact that we have the truth and yes. not ashamed of the gospel and not ashamed of anything god says right so the world has has their indoctrination right. and it's not just in the public schools it's oh. also on tv everywhere yeah. and every corporation has their right. diversity equity inclusion right. which is you know trying to make women the same as men in the marketplace and we could go down so we don't have to we don't have to get people in the church and then tell them all the things we don't want to tell them at first we can give them we give them the whole the whole truth yeah wouldn't that be a little bit more up front like count count the cost of following christ this is the truth right and it will lead to human flourishing you will your family will be blessed right it will be good for you and we'll tell you that on the front end too and you'll fight against it and you'll be very angry yeah. But expect that because that's our point that you're at war with God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're at you're a sinner. You're dead in your sin, yeah. and you're a rebel against His throne. Yeah. But He's yeah. calling you to repent and believe, and He will forgive you. Yeah. He will wash you and change you and make you new. Wow. Isn't that good news? It's but, great. But you have to hear it all in order to really know what to repent of, especially in a culture that that has now redefined what sin is. Yeah. You know, prior to our generation, in America, by and large. The Ten Commandments were fashioning morality. Right. Now, people actually think that what we're saying is evil. Yep. Like, you're, you're being really bad, morally wrong. And they don't realize they're sitting in a, a place of judgment oh, yeah. with no standard, right, yeah. to judge that by, except yeah. their own cultural milieu. Yeah. But they will make that judgment. They wow. think that you're, you're really wrong to be uh, such a patriarchal... Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know very... I know saved Christians that, that use... Yeah, patriarchy in the pejorative. Yeah, as a, as a as a cuss word almost. Right, right. And, and yeah, but then they say complementarianism, you know. Yeah. So, so I think let's define that some more. What, yeah. Do, do we embrace? So I don't. I'm not complementarianism, like, or do you like? I I've always used the term complementarianism. I never even really heard patriarchy re- referred to in this way until like Michael Foster and it's good to be a man okay. started listening, and then you've got all these red pill things, and okay. I've not really. I haven't dove into that stuff. Yeah. I haven't listened largely, so I don't really care. Like, if you want to call it complementarian, but I'd have to, I guess, say, well, what do you mean by that and what do I mean by it? Right. So and that's what we got to learn. To yeah. Define our terms. Defining our terms, yeah. So I'm still fine calling myself a complementarian. Yeah. Complementarian. Okay. Why not? Yeah, uh, why not? It defines yeah. what it is. It clarifies yeah. some things. Cause yeah. But I'm also fine to say patriarchy, whatever, yeah. Yeah. There's father rule in the home and in the church, for sure. Yeah, how important is it that women recognize the blessing it is to have the patriarchal structure Mm. or a complementarian structure, at least, um, and and maybe maybe even defined a little bit differently in a modern way because we're not all farming all day long, so it's a little different. We're not all hunters and gatherers, but uh, in the home or in the church, uh, I'd say both. Yeah. Well, first in the church, 
I think people do not appreciate the importance of a patriarchal arrangement. Mm -hmm. Show me one church that has female pastors mm -hmm. where they haven't compromised with the scripture. With the script, yes, compromising the scripture, but made room mm -hmm. for false teaching coming into the church. Uh, see, right. it's a masculine trait to fight evil when we see it. Right. That's a masculine trait. And that's part of the job of a shepherd. So if the Titus 1-9 shepherd has to refute those who contradict, right. well, that's a masculine role. Yeah. If you put a, a female in, in that masculine role, she'll rather comfort and right. care for the person who's bringing, you know, this, this wolf yeah. who's telling the, the wrong thing. She will not fight that wolf. Okay. She'll coddle that wolf until that wolf has taught enough people and the church becomes liberal and then goes off. You know. Is that so, why my wife doesn't like debating with me? Could be. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> Although there are there are women debating that do like to fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah debating yeah, scripture. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, God God has made man to stand outward from with our back to the home mm -hmm. in the sense of we're the ones that have to go take ground to be yeah. the on, on that that adventure, to fight, to protect our yeah. home, but to also to go and, and gather and bring back to the home while she's inward and caring and nurturing for the home. You know what I thought about? A lot of those um, a lot of those churches that you're referring to yeah they don't like to defend scripture either they don't like to debate no they just want to yeah. say this is this is true yes. yours is wrong yep they won't they won't come and reason yeah that's i i always say truth doesn't mind being questioned right if you if you have the truth you're willing to defend what you've said right and when you have people that are willing to make all these accusations and, and they love talking to people and you know stirring up things but they'll never come and sit face to face debate Oh, I would never debate. Yeah. Well, it's because you can't. Yeah. It's because truth doesn't mind being questioned. If, yeah. if this is what the scripture is teaching, right. then the scripture can stand. And I can stand on the scripture. Yes. But if you're actually promoting something that's not found here, you know it down deep. I think you're suppressing that knowledge, and um, yeah. but you're not willing to go stand, right? It's Proverbs, what is it, 18, 17? Mm. One man seems right until yes. another comes to examine him. Right. That's a biblical kind of picture of how you come to the truth you, yeah. you hear both sides cross-examination right and uh and the truth will rise the the cream will rise to the top always be ready to have yep a first peter three fifteen. yeah, yeah. A, a reason for the hope that's in you yeah the gentleness yeah. part i struggle with on that yeah yeah it says do that with gentleness <laughs> and, and respect. respect and as you study that particular topic of when to use gentleness sometimes you're snatching as by the fire from the fire other times you're more gentle um, it, gentleness isn't like, there's times when Jesus is fierce, Matthew oh 23, right? There's times when Paul is extremely fierce, Yeah, you know, um, Jesus in Galatians 2, he is more often than not actually yeah, yeah. like the picture of gentle Jesus, meek and mild, right? But yes, he cares for the one who's broken and, and beating his chest and hanging his head. Yeah. But anyone who's pridefully resisting the word of God yeah. and what he's teaching, yeah. he's a lion. And John, yeah. the first thing he does that's yeah. supposedly public is yeah. with people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> the wine yeah. wasn't public. That's not my yeah. time yet, you know? Right. But, uh, well, this is really great. I think it, yeah. I thought this was a really good talk. That's a great, great start. Because, um, yeah, it's, it's taken a really challenging topic right off the bat. Yeah, and then people can ask questions about that. You can say, "Hey, yeah. you got?" And questions. we'll get to it next time. Something we didn't cover, and we can build on that because yeah. I don't think 
any of these topics are 20 minute topics no no to be talking exhaustive for yeah. conversation about yeah. it so listen uh I don't, do you have anything else you want to nope, add to that's that? it all right well, we great. said it all off the cuff off the cuff off here we are off the cuff with pastor jeff clewer uh, author of 10 books. Uh, did you write about feminism in, I think, in Blood Red Church you did? Yeah, that was one of the, the seven chapters, yeah. Yeah, Blood Red Church, check that out. And uh, we'll see you next time on Off the Cuff.